Let's turn to Matthew, the second chapter, as we consider the Christmas story, and a special part of the Christmas story that only occurs in the Gospel of Matthew, which has to do with uh, a special visit that Jesus received some months, perhaps a year or two after his birth, from three very distinguished visitors from the East. We call them the wise men, or the magi. And uh, what an interesting element they bring to the Christmas story as we recognize that uh, what was happening in that manger at that special moment was something that was declared by the heavens and would be known throughout the whole world. And so they saw the signs in the heavens and they knew it was time to come. And they came to bring him gifts and to worship him. Matthew chapter 2. Do you love these wise men? <laughs> I love them. I'm grateful for them. And the incredible perspective they give to the event of Christ's birth, we realize that Jesus wasn't just born for his family or just for Israel or just those that were nearby in Jerusalem and Israel, but it was for the whole world, God's plan of salvation. Matthew 2, verse 1, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the peoples, chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. And here's the prophecy. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Verse 7. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child as soon as you find him. Report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. What an interesting story. As these uh, three <clears throat> learned men far in the east, had read the sign in the heavens of the coming of the king 
of kings. And we know from uh, history that uh, these men of the East had access to the early scriptures, the Old Testament, through the book of Daniel, and knew the prophecies of the coming Messiah through Israel. And as, they, and as they saw the sign confirmed in the heavens, they knew that something special was happening in Bethlehem. They wanted to see it. They wanted to be part of it. They wanted to recognize and worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who would make all the difference in human history. <clears throat> as we think about uh, these three wise men, we think about the tradition of Christmas. We realize right away that uh, through the generations, lots of stories have emerged about the wise men. In fact, how many were there actually that came to honor Jesus? Were there three or were there more than three? Well, some of the early traditions of the church may, uh, mean that there may be as many as a dozen that visited. Yet we say three because there were three gifts. <clears throat> and I like to think of the three wise men. How about you? And the three gifts. And what became of them after this incredible event? Did you know that the uh, Christians in India, and I had a close friend uh, in Tulsa who was born in India and grew up in the church there, and he said he grew up learning about uh, Thomas, the disciple of the Lord. They called St. Thomas. And it's the tradition in the Indian church that the wise men <clears throat> returned to their home uh, in the Babylonian area, and then it was St. Thomas, the disciple of Jesus, on his way to bring Christianity to India, who searched out and found the wise men there and baptized them, and they became Christians. Is that true? I don't know, but it's a great story, isn't it? As there are many great stories surrounding what we know about uh, Christmas. And we know that uh, these wise men had something special, something significant. You know, uh, someone said, well, wise men, <clears throat> uh, what if they were wise women? If they were wise women, they probably would have stopped and asked directions and got there on time, helped deliver the baby, and then uh, made a casserole and passed out practical gifts. That's what women would have done. <clears throat> Probably so. <laughs> but anyway, as we read the story, what a wonderful event this was. As these men of great learning, uh, dignitaries in their own lands, came and honored the Lord. You know, there's a lot we can learn from these wise men. One of my uh, favorite uh, sayings, which easily fits on a bumper sticker, which is one of my favorite of all time, is simply, wise men still seek him. Isn't that one of the very best? It may sound a little trite, but how true it is. And how we still need wisdom in this day and age. In fact... Uh, this last week, I was uh, watching another <clears throat> presidential debate, and I was looking at the candidates and were thinking about, you know, which one is conservative enough or liberal enough or smart enough or tough enough. 
And I was thinking, what if, what if we begin to think about the one that had the most wisdom to lead our country? Do you think our country could use some wisdom and leadership in our day? Absolutely. And wisdom that would, would provide leadership beyond, beyond a <clears throat> political party, beyond a conservative or liberal point of view. Wisdom to solve the problems of our nation. Maybe we should pray for wisdom in our next president and pray that somehow our country would be wise enough to elect that person. And so it goes. We need to place a high value on wisdom, even as we realize the wisdom of these <clears throat> magi led them to recognize who Christ was. I want us to uh, make an application this morning <clears throat> as we consider this Christmas, and what we can learn from the wise men. Can we do that? And I've just got five <coughs> suggestions on what we can learn from the wise men. And you might make your own as you study this story. But I think it's important for us to consider their wisdom and learn from that in our day and age. And so, what do we learn from the wise men? Well, first of all, the obvious, these wise men were seeking God. They were looking up into the heavens. They wanted to know God and His truth. And wouldn't it be wise for us in our day and time to seek God with the same passion, the same determination, the same commitment, not taking God for granted, but desiring Him so much to know Him as He really is, to spend the time it takes to search out the very heavens to know God and adjust our lives to take the journey of faith. You think about this journey, probably over a thousand miles they, they traveled, probably by camel, to get to the place where Christ was. I wonder what kind of journey we're willing to take. You know, it's hard to get people even to come to church in this day and age. To make the little journey just to get to services. And we think, you know, if I'm going to be wise, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to make Him a priority in my life. I'm going to commit to the journey of faith to see Him and to know Him. To, to discover Him as He really is. I'm going to search the Scriptures. I'm going to spend time in prayer. I'm going to go to church to learn and to worship. And all that I can to discover more and more about God will enable me to <clears throat> have a perspective which really goes beyond this world, which really has very little room for God as important as He is. Well, first thing we learn from Him, from these wise men, is they sought God. Second thing is, that as God began to re reveal Himself, they responded to His guidance. Isn't that amazing? That they were willing to 
withdraw from all of their lives and their activities and set out on a journey under God's guidance to obey what they heard and they understood and follow the star all the way to Bethlehem to discover the child. Can I ask you this morning, how willing are you to be led by God's guidance? What if he would guide you in an unexpected way? You know, I like to follow the Lord when he wants to lead me exactly where I wanted to go anyway. How about you? We're looking for that confirmation that, yeah, that's what God wants for us. What about the change in direction, which requires repentance, reordering our priorities, making changes in our lives that are uncomfortable? You know what? Wise men and women are willing to make changes in response to the guidance of God. I want to be wiser in this way. How about you? What if God would call upon us to make changes in this next year that we didn't expect, that we didn't want? You like your life the way it is? Are you content? Well, <clears throat> you may... You may discover that uh, God has something better for you than what you are so content with. You've got to be willing to let go of what you have to take hold of the greater blessing that God has for you. So, as the wise men responded to his guidance, we need to learn this lesson from them. Number three. Perhaps the most important lesson we learn from the wise men is they found the Son of God and the Savior of the world. They weren't just journeying and seeking, hoping to find something that hopefully was the answer. It truly was the answer, as Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. They found the Son. Can I ask you, how many of you have found the Son of God? The Savior. Found. The one who was promised. The one who fulfills all of our needs. Jesus Christ, all sufficient. And yet, people are still searching, still confused, still trying new things. Have you, have you read about some of the recent uh, religious movements that are very interesting and curious? One of the movements which is very curious to me is called Chrislam, which is a strange mixing of Christianity and Islam, where they think that God and Allah are the same, that the Bible and the Koran are the same, that uh, Moses and Muhammad and Jesus were all the prophets of God, and they come together and they uh, worship in kind of a, a blended Christian Islamic service. Guess what? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There's something about Christianity and the exclusive claims of, tr of Christ they're very troubling to the person who's trying to put it all together and make their own religion based on the parts that they like best. You know, to, 
the humanistic mind, that's very appealing. I'm going to gather the best of all religions and put it together and form my own religion and save myself. We don't need a Savior if we don't believe that sin is a real problem. Our sin is a real problem. And Jesus came as the answer, the solution to that problem. So the wise men found Jesus, and so have we. Number four, the fourth lesson we learned from the wise men. Wow, this is very practical. As they found him, they gave him their very best. Isn't that wonderful and that exciting? They didn't just come and recognize him and observe him and set up a historical marker and then go their way. They didn't just write it and record it in their wonderful books. But they fell down before him. They knelt. They worshipped. And they gave him the best gifts that they had. Because he was worthy. You know, these gifts that they gave were beyond the gifts that would be normally presented to a king. Because as they gave him the gold, and they gave him the frankincense, the incense, and they gave him the myrrh, which was used in worship and was, was really prophetic about uh, the anointing of his body after he was crucified, we realize they saw something, they knew something in that moment that transformed them, that changed them. And as they gave... They served as a timeless example for all generations of how we need to respond to God and give our best. You know that there are many traditions uh, around the world where uh, the wise men are recognized and appreciated for the giving of gifts and are part of the, the culture of the ceremony. In fact, in our culture, it was Santa Claus that replaced recognizing the wise men giving gifts. If you go to Spain and Central and South America, you'll see the tradition of the wise men giving gifts to the children as an example of how we should give gifts to God and to one another. <clears throat> I think that's a good tradition. That's a good idea. And I think, what am I... Can I just ask you a personal question? I don't want you to raise your hand. I don't want you to respond in any way that anybody could detect. But what are you giving him this Christmas? Is that a fair question? What are you giving him? Do you know the hardest thing to give him? Your pride. Your priorities. <laughs> your commitments to say, you know what, I'm going to put him first. Again, in my life, it doesn't matter what you did a year ago or 10 years ago or 50 years ago. Lord, I'm going to give you my best today, now, this Christmas, as he is worthy. So, the fourth lesson we learn is they gave him their best. There's another lesson, which is a very interesting turn of events in the story. And this is the lesson from the wise men that they, they discerned. <clears throat> they discerned God's guidance and went the right direction. 
in the midst of all this that was happening and the glorious fulfillment of their desires of the, the star leading them to Bethlehem, they run into this King Herod guy. And he pretends to be interested in their story. Pretends to be interested in finding this promised Messiah. He didn't tell them that he was going to go out and kill the child. And if necessary, killed all of the children in order to eliminate them. But the wise men had discernment to know his heart and to know that it was not wise to do what he asked and come back and report the location of the Christ child. But they went home another way. What an incredible lesson that is and in terms of how we sort out our responsibility to authority. How many of you have learned by now that it's more important to obey God than man? Any man. Can I even say even the government? The government of the land, if it, con if it contradicts the Word of God, the revealed truth of God, we must always choose God. They had that kind of wisdom. We need that kind of wisdom today to always say that there is a, a, there's a moral law that comes from God which is greater than any national law, any tradition, any ruler. And so two things here. The wise men had spiritual discernment, which is something we need today. Don't you agree? How many of you know that spiritual discernment is more important than intelligence or education? How many of you know that you don't have to go to college to get spiritual discernment? In fact, uh, some people seem like in college it's their detour from spiritual discernment. To know that we know that we know that we know that we know and to be obedient to God. Can I say the obvious? To know what's right and what's wrong. To know what's of God and what's not of God. That's something that we can learn from the wise men and need to know this Christmas. And so here are the lessons. They sought God. They responded to His guidance. They found His Son. <clears throat> they gave Jesus, the best they had, and they discerned and were obedient as God led them. Wow. it's a lot of good lessons for Christmas, huh? How many of you want to live this way? That's the challenge. And God enables us to do just that. Can we step up this morning and take spiritual responsibility in the midst of all, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our jobs? Say, you know what? I'm going to be a wise person with the wisdom that God gives. And I'm going to bear influence in my circumstances in such a way that truly gives honor to God. You know what? Being a Christian is more than just being part of a religious group. Being a, Christmas, uh, being a, a Christian is more than just celebrating 
Christmas because it's part of our religion. It's about a relationship with God Almighty through Jesus Christ. And it's about living in such a way that we truly bring glory to God. Father, help us this morning. Lord, we thank you so much for these uh, wise men and the incredible lessons that they teach us. Forgive us, O God, for our foolishness, our worldliness. Forgive us for neglecting the true message of Christmas as we're caught up in the culture and temporal things. Lord, help us to rededicate ourselves to you. Help us to rededicate ourselves to the journey of faith. Help us to offer Christ, even this morning, our best. And help us to not leave this morning without saying yes and responding to those hard areas in our lives that where we, are, we resist you, where we would rather have our own way than your way. Lord, we submit to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand. We're going to have a closing song and prayer, and I'm going to make an invitation. Especially if anyone here this morning, you're not sure of your relationship with God. Wouldn't it be wonderful to find Jesus this Christmas? Not go through another Christmas season without Jesus as your Savior and Lord? Well, you can find Him. You can know Him. Just as He promised. And we're going to give you the opportunity to do that at the end of this service. There are other needs. We're going to pray for people who would like prayer, whatever the need might be. The altar will be open. Perhaps God's tugging at your heart to just take a little time to to pray and to seek Him before you leave this morning. Let's sing. We leave here today, okay? Amen. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Christ the Lord, for He alone is worthy. tugging at your heart this morning about your relationship with him I just encourage you just to stay a little while we'll wait for you if you want to come up we want to pray with you and talk with you and help you to really find that just as Jesus was born in Bethlehem he can be born in your heart that's what being born again is all about the new life of Jesus Christ taking hold of your heart in such a way that you become a new person. If there are other needs in the body this morning, we'll be glad to pray for you.
but I'm reaching out especially to those of you that aren't sure that you're not sure that your sins are forgiven and uh, want to be sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior and your Lord. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful Christmas Sunday celebration with the food and the fellowship and the children's program and the different presentations, oh God. Our opportunity to worship you, oh God, in song and, and fellowship. We thank you for your word, oh God, which calls us to the true meaning of this season. And Lord, we ask you to dismiss us with your blessing as we realize that we are truly lights in this world, O oh God. We are lights in the darkness as you live in us and through us. Help us, O oh God, to, to truly let our light shine this Christmas season and beyond. We ask you to dismiss us with your blessing. Lord, give us your strength to live for you and help us to show compassion on people who really need you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you.